0: Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. We are
1: still here. Gong Hai Fa Choy, welcome to the Lunar New Year Super Bowl weekend edition of Tech Talk. We're live with you on Saturday, February 10th, 2024. On Sunday afternoon, the 11th, we are rebroadcast on the big game day. And then we'll have a podcast for you to fit into your lifestyle there. Welcome to the year of the wood. Dragon.
2: Mm,
3: welcome.
1: That is none other than...
3: Eitan Rubini. I'm the president of the Victoria Macintosh Users Group and also owner of Maxent Consult. Welcome. Good to have you back. Yeah, Likewise. We will talk Good
0: about the back. upcoming VMUG meeting this week and... And I'm Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. How is everything going? Uh, yeah, it's going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's busy. There's lots yes. going on right now. So yes, this is, today as we come to you live, is the Lunar New Year. Uh, Ernie, my friend, was just telling me, of course, that's why we don't say Chinese New Year so much, because, well, obviously, that's the largest percentage there. It's a Lunar New Year in many other Asian countries as well. Siri, how do you say Lunar New Year in Korean?
4: In Korean, Lunar New Year is 음력
1: I don't think I would get that right. Okay. <laughs> But good to know. So other cultures there. Yes. Uh, and so there are a couple events going on in Chinatown today. Also up at Uptown. I put a, I put a thing into the show notes. It's not really techie, but it's, it's a really cool part of our multicultural culture here. So item number 11 in the show notes tells you about the celebration. They're having the Lion Dance at 12.30 p.m. today, Saturday, as we're live. Other events on Sunday. Victoria Buzz put together a collection of the other celebrations. One of the really cool things is if you are in uh, downtown Victoria uh, li- later on today, is the historic Chinese school right across from the Centennial Square Park 8 is right. going to uh, be open. And also the Little Chinese Museum in Fantan Alley uh, is going oh. to have some special things going on. The, I've only, in my lifetime, I've only been inside. Uh, I can't even remember the name, the full name of it, but it's an amazing historic pagoda-style school, and they've got the temple and everything inside, so well worth seeing. That little bit of culture. It's so cool being multicultural there. So lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, Super Bowl ads with late night last night. But I know how much it means to you. So we'll do that before we get into the uh, the techie stuff. So Super Bowl 58. L-V-I-I-I. I had to explain that to a couple people about, about what that means. Ooh. The notes just changed on me. Okay. Uh, item number... Ten, how to watch Super Bowl 58 here in Canada. The big question, A10, everyone wants to know, how can I watch the CBS feed of the big game so I can watch all the amazing Super Bowl ads? Hmm.
3: I don't know the answer to that question.
1: You can't. (laughs) Brian knows the answer to this one. (laughs) CRTC, Canada's communications regulator, has ruled that cable and satellite TV providers here in Canada... ...are all required to overlay the Canadian feed from CTV with Canadian commercials on all channels showing the game. Right, right, right. So, that's it. But, not to worry, because advertisers are spending so much money to buy airtime during the Super Bowl... ...you probably heard this on the news, it's $7 million US for a 30-second ad this year... ...that they actually make better, longer versions and post those on YouTube... I've created a playlist of them, and you'll find that under the homework video section near the bottom of the show notes. There are a few ads that are missing because they just put out teasers. They will release the full ad once it airs on the Super Bowl. Presumably, they'll air the 30-second version and then give us the 2.5 or whatever, 3 versions. So uh, we'll do that. So, But as to actually how to watch Super Bowl 58 here in Canada... Bell Media, our parent company, has exclusive Super Bowl broadcast and streaming rights here in Canada. So, if you have a cable or satellite TV subscription, you can watch it on your choice. TSN, CTV, RDS en Francais, TSN.ca, CTV.ca, the CTV app, or the TSN app. Coverage begins, I'm not kidding, at 9 a.m. Sunday. Seriously, Super Bowl kicks off at 3.30 p.m. in the afternoon so the pregame shows way longer than the game itself here's the what you're probably thinking though if you don't have a cable tv or satellite tv subscription two options subscribe to tsn plus for twenty dollars a month Mm. then you can watch it on tsn.com CA on a, you know on a computer and stream it up to your TV or on the TSN app or you can buy an NFL game pass from Dazon DAZN Dazon for $20 and watch it on the Dazon app or dazon.com but that's
3: presuming you already have a subscription with Dazon.
1: No, that's you oh. to spend the 20 bucks. That's it. Yeah. Fantastic. It's good for it's good for one month. Yeah. On the other hand If you prefer to watch with others, VictoriaBuzz.com has compiled a list of local pubs which will be hosting watch parties. So that's all in the show notes for you, item number 10. Show notes, again, for those of you that have not bookmarked the newer site that Brian's created for us is tech-talk.ca, tech-talk.ca, for those of you in the USA, and then you can bookmark that. There we go. Okay, what's on your mind?
3: Oh, what isn't on my mind these days?
1: uh
3: ah, I am all in on AI. It seems to be occupying all of my time these days, so. <laughs> How so? Well, uh, you know, I'm finding the whole process really fascinating, and um, the the whole conversation about chat GPT that's been happening a lot, lots of people really kind of focus on, uh, you know, what they might be able to do with it, or, you know, coming up with well, seemingly either trivial uh, ideas for you know making silly images or writing poetry or um, you know on a more academic or research level how to expand concepts that they're uh, that they're actually you know working on and want to mm-hmm. help them write uh, whether it's a blog post or a yeah. research paper or something like that.
1: Not to diminish that because yeah. that's the mainstream, and I see a lot of really great things helping people make actual you know yeah. special pictures for birthday occasions yep. or illustrate books totally. or our students Yep. Uh, Emma and Maho they are not just allowed but encouraged to use chat GPT in specific cases in class to help them understand concepts
3: I think it's going to be much like what Google search did For research and education and opening up information and tools and learning to lots of different people and Mm -hmm. how it kind of augmented the function that a library might perform yeah Uh, you know I think for the person who really embraces the concept of how to interact and utilize this tool it's going to become something that's uh, a huge game changer yeah. for how people approach their work. And, it's going
1: to be an even bigger challenge yeah. uh, for seniors because getting used to smartphones and texting and all that and now uh, AI. So I, I thought I would put one in here for you because as you may have heard on the news, Google's AI chatbot is now available here in Canada. But Brian, it now has a new worldwide name. They've replaced Bard, or a reference mm-hmm. to Shakespeare, with Gemini. Gemini.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: So they've made it here in Canada And they've said it's available in both English and Québécois French, which is one of the reasons for the delay. Mm. And it's only available in Canada on a website. The app is not yet ready (laughs) because, again, that thing. So, Gemini.Google.com. So, item 12 in the show notes. And so, I thought we would do this. I will put it in here. So, I'm just going to type in. I had it typed and I'll hit the enter key. Who is expected to win Super Bowl 58?
2: Mm. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, that's a fast answer. That, that took all of about three quarters of a second. Uh, based on, oh, and I can play it. But you can't hear what it plays. Okay, just because of the way the computer set it. But I'll, I'm going to be Google's Gemini's voice. Based on what I've seen, the San Francisco 49ers are currently expected to win Super Bowl 58. Here's a breakdown of the situation. It gives the current betting odds. Expert picks. Many analysts and pundits favor the 49ers, citing their strong defense and impressive run through the playoffs. However, some believe the Chiefs' experience and offensive firepower shouldn't be estimated. And recent performance. Both teams have been playing well through the playoffs, with the 49ers winning their last seven games and the Chiefs winning three out of their last four. And then important notes. It's important to remember that these are just predictions, and anything can happen in the Super Bowl. I cannot make any personal predictions or endorse any particular team. And then it's got a couple links and says, "I hope this information helps." Hmm. That's not bad.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. If if you want to play from your computer, I can. I can put it on.
1: Oh, thank you. Okay. So if we if we ask her, him, her, it, Gemini, they, they, yeah. (laughs) If we any any other questions, then we'll play that. Thank you. So let's just ask my buddy here. So I'm not gonna. I know, because those of you um, who have Google HomePods... Well, not Google HomePods, Apple HomePods, when I say her name, it does trigger those, even though nothing else. So I will press the button on the side of my phone to do this and ask S-I-R-I. Who's going to win the Super Bowl tomorrow?
4: I'm hearing that the 49ers are favored to defeat the Chiefs by two points.
1: Okay, and then we'll switch to her main competitor, which is A-L-E-X-A. And except I have to type, I don't want to say it, because I know that will trigger many of your devices. So I have to actually bring it up. I'm just curious to see what happens there. Okay, so I can do the same thing here. Who will win the Super Bowl tomorrow?
4: Currently, the 49ers are favored by two points against the Chiefs. The game kicks off tomorrow
1: afternoon at 3.30 p.m. at Allegiant Stadium okay so just gives you an idea of that one so so that's all using variations yeah of ai
3: well we're we we do have news that you know it's basically been all but confirmed that you know apple has been you know working on this for a very long time and we're expecting that at the wwdc the worldwide Developer conference this year They're going to be announcing for the next generation of operating systems that there's going to be generator-style AI enhancements brought to things like Siri. Now, we don't understand exactly the scope of how it's going to be implemented. Apple has always sat back and let
1: others do it, and then they do it better. And the other one that just came out in the last couple of days, they're also going to have their own image generation built in so that would be a big one. it's
3: very clear that privacy is going to be an enormous part of that because that's always their biggest selling point and it may be one of the reasons why they end up really kind of being able to leapfrog because they have the infrastructure to support that okay
1: we will take a break and then open up the phone lines texts and emails on Saturday on Lunar New Year Day when we are live with you. two five zero three eight six one one six one on any number. Star 1070 on mobile phones in Canada. Text to 107010 from Canada. And you can also email us at tech, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at cfax1070.com. 19 after the hours, we roll on Super Bowl weekend edition. Uh, there are 37 ads for you for Super Bowl in the show notes down at the bottom of them there. Many of them, I would say probably 90% guys, are longer versions than what you're going to see on the broadcast. Some incredibly good creative uh, work has gone into into these ads. Really impressed to see it. a lot of celebrities. Mm. I had to look a bunch up. I was literally using the um, Copilot uh, app from Microsoft on on my phone like last ask,
3: night, asking it who yeah, yeah who what, these people are yeah
1: because there's a lot of them that are YouTube streamers uh-huh. and also cable to or not cable but uh, TV shows that are on Netflix or whatever. I'm cu- going to be curious to see Brian how many of, of these that that you recognize here as well. But there are some really great ones. Uh, the yeah. Clydesdales, as we mentioned last week, the Clydesdales have come back in Budweiser's mm-hmm. Super Bowl ad. They realized a thing like that. But yeah, some one, one, a
3: couple of the long versions are like three and a half minutes. You know, I'm I imagine I never really think about it this way, but I imagine it's also uh, an unusually Uh, broad scope of uh, technology Showcase. I'm not not finding my words. I should probably be using GPT for this today. So uh, I imagine there's a lot of technology showcase going on in this stuff as well. Not really. It's the latest media.
1: No, it's food and makeup. And, of course, Brian, a lot of the advertisers. I
3: I, I don't necessarily mean in actual content, but in the way it's actually being delivered. It's the latest and greatest technology used to actually make all these. Yes, make all these, yes.
1: Um, The advertisers, Brian, started to pivot. Uh, in fact, L'Oreal is making its first ever Super Bowl ad mm-hmm.
0: because Taylor Swift's Yes, exactly. Oh right. <laughs> uh, yeah, <they're laughs> no, is that the Taylor answer Sw- to most questions? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jeopardy is getting really boring.
1: <laughs> they're expecting it's going to be the far and away the highest viewership wow. for any any like not just a little nudge above
0: uh, because wow. of
1: this. So yeah, so that one's
0: really cool. Except for they're just going to watch like one sliver of the show, no. right? No, whenever
1: the camera cuts to her, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the producers are know that what this means for their ratings. So you know, there'll be all the crowd shots, and there's the Taylor shot, and there's another. Anyway, um, one of the ones. But speaking of the technology, though, where they do put the technology out front, and I thought this was really interesting. So if you scroll all the way down in the ads, I put a playlist at the very top. So if you click on that playlist, you can put it up on your TV, and it'll show you ping, 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 ping in order the long versions. Uh, of all the ads there, but the one that does involve technology um, is a commercial uh, for the Google Pixel and a new technology feature that they've put in it. So you're only going to hear it here. I encourage you to watch it. But imagine if you are very severely vision limited, but you still want to take photos to capture the moments in your life. Mm-hmm. For many people with
5: blindness or low vision, there hasn't always been an easy way to capture daily life.
6: One face cropped. Move your phone down. One face in frame. Hold for photo.
1: There you go. So it's really, it's a very, very moving ad showing how Google has come up with a way to allow people with less than perfect vision to still take selfies with Mm -hmm. the other people and dogs in their life. And there's a really cool making of video and what you won't realize when you watch the actual ad itself, the director of the ad is blind. He's a blind videographer, which I didn't, ignorant me, didn't think that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's legally blind, not completely blind, but legally blind. So they have like an 85 inch monitor that goes wherever they're shooting the shots so he can get up three inches away from the monitors and see if they captured what he wanted them to capture. That's really kinda cool. On the other end, the one that's probably gonna end up being the the big hit of the Super Bowl uh, ads uh, is down in item number 73, and it is a long version, but it is only part one. And it is a new character for Arnold Schwarzenegger in there. And he, State Farms, like a, well, I know I can't say that because that's part of it.
4: Thank you, Agent State Farm.
5: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: Cut. Hey, Arnold, I'm hearing neighbor. It's neighbor. That's what I said. Neighbor. Neighbor. Neighbor.
4: let's go again.
5: Like a good neighbor,
4: State Farm is there.
3: Cut. Now what? It's neighbor. Neighbor. Cut. Neighbor. Yeah, neighbor, just like it's written on a paper.
2: There you go. You have to go
1: watch. Uh, (laughs) So that one is how long, Brian, for part one?
0: Uh, A minute and a half.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can't see all the visuals. They've gone full Hollywood on this one here. And then again, that's, that's part one. So part two is apparently going to be released during the game on Sunday. It's good yeah. to see the creativity oh, in this. Funny. But that's great marketing because the whole concept is him mispronouncing the slogan. But in the process of going through that, you're reinforcing what the slogan is. Oh, yes. Yeah. We grew up with like a g- good neighbor, state farmers there, even though we're in Canada and USA. Anyway, lots of stuff there. We will move on. So go through. We'll play a few more during there. But I encourage you for the big game, because you're going to be seeing the Canadian version on there, then what you can do is just take a pause and switch to YouTube and watch a bunch of the ads and go back to the game and carry on from there. To the phone lines and another Alan. Hi, Alan. Welcome to Tech Talk. That's weird.
6: Good morning. Um, After your talk about USB chargers the other week, yes, I have one here. It's IQ is the brand. And it has four charging ports. Uh, two of them are USB-A at uh, 2.4 amps, and they're white inserts. Yes. There's another A with an orange insert that says QC, 18 watts. And then a USB-C says PD, 20 watts.
1: Awesome. Now, and one th- slight clarification. IQ is not the brand. IQ is the technology... Uh, that basically, it's a smart one, Tan, So it knows how much power to give to each one, depending on what devices are plugged into it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's
6: what I was. I was wondering about that because on the back, it gives various voltage
1: outputs. Yes, I have one of those. I have one of those very ones. They are awesome. That is a oh. good, perfectly, perfectly safe, and in fact, not good. It's an awesome one to have.
6: Oh, good. Yeah, with the multiple um, plug-ins, which is what, what attracted it.
1: Yes, not only the multiple plugins, but the IQ circuitry, ATAN means that if you plug two or more devices into it, mm-hmm. it will still allow them to fast charge. Right. Especially, uh, Alan, if you use the ASB, the USB-C one. Yeah. And one of the A's, then it will give both. Will get the full high speed, even if one's like an iPad that requires much more power. It will still regulate that, and it won't get over hot.
6: Yeah, and I can still plug, I can use all three or all four at the same time.
1: Yes, when you go to four, it will slow down. So three is ideal. Two USBs, Brian, plus one USB C. Four,
0: at that point, it goes, okay, I'm just a little cube. Oh, for most of the research I was doing, because I was shopping for some a while back, it seems like any above one, it's sharing. Oh, it depends if you're using if you're using the the one that uses the most, yes. or if you're just using two small ones. Maybe that may, yeah it makes a difference if you're choosing two of the slow charging ones versus the one big one yeah. and the small one. Because if you yeah. even add one small one to the big output one, it will draw yeah. away from it because it's yeah. using everything. Anyway, yeah,
1: yeah. That, really glad well, you checked, Alan. That's a really good find. Yeah, well, the fact
6: it says twelve volts output. That's, yes, so you can. That doesn't happen then with a regular, like an iPhone. No,
1: no. It's got oh. a special circuit in there, so it knows exactly what to give each device based on, even if the device can't ask.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Apple mm-hmm. devices will ask for what they need,
2: yeah. like okay. electronically,
1: oh, yeah. but yeah. other devices, it still knows what it can do, so it won't, it won't overcharge. Hmm. Yep. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Excellent question. Thanks very much. Okay, right. bye uh, When we come back after the news update, oh, by the way, thank you to Peter for our sign of the week at the very bottom of the show notes, given everything that's been happening in the media industry. As you heard with Bell this week, I thought that one was rather apropos. Uh, When we come back, it's update time. And we have some new scams to warn you about. I mean, people are getting creative, including one where Apple got caught with a fake version of the LastPass app that was available on the App Store, and a new twist in Prime Video emails. All when we continue on Tech Talk for our Super Bowl weekend edition.
0: Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on FAX 1070.
1: As we roll on for Lunar New Year Super Bowl weekend edition with Etan Rubini, who is the president of the Victoria Mac and iOS user group, and Brian Pavlicic, our technical producer and more. And back to the phone
5: lines, and Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Hello, um, Alan and uh, Etan and and Brian. Good to hear your voice. How are you? Well, not too bad, thank you. Glad to hear you guys on still.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know
5: what you mean. So, uh, uh, my wife and I are going to be making uh, three or four short trips during the year in different countries, and I'm thinking of following your advice and uh, putting uh, Aerolo Discovery uh, sims in the phones. Yeah. Um,
1: what countries will you to be going to?
5: We'll be in New Zealand, in uh, Honolulu, uh, and in the U.S. later and in Bulgaria and uh, the U.K.
1: Wow. She's, your wife is making all the most of the retirement, huh? That's awesome.
5: So, well, this is my birthday present for the next five years. <laughs> I'm going to visit, visit my, <laughs> my siblings in each country.
1: Oh, I'm really happy for you guys. Okay, so yeah, what I would suggest for you is that you use, well, two options. One would be the Aerolo Global. And the advantage of that is twofold. First of all, it works in 170 countries. But secondly, if we choose the talk, the talk text and a little bit of texting, then we can actually activate it before you leave here. So you know it's working, and you're not having to try and um, make sure that it activates when you land in country X.
5: Yes, I remember you saying that, and that's a key thing for me. Um, Keep it simple, right? To be able we want- to make, well, yes, and to be able to make some phone calls. Well, so they- the phone
1: call part is important that you understand that that would be for emergencies only, where you'd actually make a phone call. You would still use it, ATAN. For any other method. So you'd use WhatsApp or Signal or Skype or FaceTime. So you'd still be able to talk and see the people or just talk to them, but you wouldn't be calling a traditional phone number unless you really absolutely had to. The person on the other end didn't have a smartphone.
5: That's uh, well, that's a clarification because I'm thinking, uh, I mean, I, I use um, uh, FaceTime, and I use Signal, Yeah. but I'm thinking I'm out and about, and I want to phone a restaurant and book for lunch. Uh, But you called it an emergency.
1: Yeah, because with the Aerolo Global, you get very few minutes of that. So that's where you would use your Skype to phone. You'd use the Skype to call their phone number. But in most cases, if you look at the website for the restaurant, they actually would be glad to text with you. And make the reservation oh. for you. The world oh, is that's okay. Yeah, that's that big shift that's happening. A lot of times when you see stores and restaurants now, they say chat with us. Click. So it's.
3: Uh, so how many okay. minutes do they actually give you? Oh, it uh, depends on
1: course. how much you're picking. I'm going to do this on the fly here. So Siri, open airlo. Okay, so I'm just going to do this right now because this stuff changes. So I'm going to go to local, regional, global eSIMS. And then I'm gonna pick data calls and text. So let's just say arbitrarily so twenty seven dollars US gets you two gigabytes of data, which is good for fifteen days, twenty minutes of phone calls and twenty outgoing traditional texts. Hmm. So that's not a lot. Okay,
3: so that's the basic Yeah but well that's can, the you yeah. can spend more though, right? Yeah,
1: if you wanna go up three gigabytes, uh, thirty days what's thirty the, minutes. What's the best one you can get? The top one that they have is 20 gigabytes 200 minutes 200 texts good for a year for 89 dollars us
3: well that's nothing really if you think about it yeah but yeah. 200 minutes over the year right yeah but i mean for yeah. 89 bucks yeah that's pretty good i mean if you're going on a, on that extensive a trip and you want yeah. that much flexibility that's pretty good
1: yeah so patrick there's one other option for you and other people and i have to give you one important update on it and that is Freedom Mobile's 73 country Rome Beyond plan. Wow. We're up to, I think, at least, I know at least about 15 people that have now switched to it and have either started using it or are about to do the same kind of thing uh, that Patrick and his wife are going to do. Uh, there is one thing that I need to mention because I know somebody who's going next week and we're hoping it's going to be fixed. A technical glitch is preventing uh, people on that Rome Beyond plan from getting service in Australia. Um, freedom says on its website Australia service is temporarily unavailable one of my clients who's going there in about 10 days uh, messaged them same thing Patrick was saying instead of phoning them he actually did the message and the people at Freedom Customer Care say they understand it's a technical issue with their Australian partner provider nothing contractual and so it should be fixed within a few days but other than that that's a really great option that's $65 a month You have to have it for at least three months, then you can go back down to a cheaper plan. And that gives you 60 gigabytes of data per month, plus unlimited calling and texting to, from, and within the 73 countries. So that's That's another option if you've got multiple Mm -hmm. trips coming up. And probably the one that really didn't, I didn't appreciate it as much till Martin and his wife got back. And they arbitrarily changed their plans in Europe because of the weather, and ended going up to places that they weren't planning to go and didn't go where they were going. And that also included jumping offshore. And they said the freedom of just having the thing work, Mm -hmm. not having to get stressed about, oh, my God, do I have to change
3: them? And I imagine one of the side benefits uh, to what Patrick is putting forward here too, uh, going with the global, is that... He actually only has to go through the process of setting it up once. Yes. Right? Rather than switching eSIMs or, you yep. know, buying a different one or anything like that. You know, that there's value, you know, when you're looking at that, the global eSIM one and the $89 is that, you know, $89 gives you a set it and forget it kind of approach.
1: Yeah, and know, every time so you go on a trip, you turn it on yep. and put your Canadian number off temporarily. Yep. And then.
3: Easy peasy.
1: Yeah, and that's good. Yeah, that's new. That was not there. So I'm really glad that you asked about the longest one, And I wouldn't have thought to scroll all the way down. Yeah, and that's 89 US. The cheapest one they have that gives you that ability, to, and the key is to activate it here before you go, is $15 US, one gigabyte, oh, 10 minutes,
3: they're very 10 texts,
1: seven days. Yeah. yeah. But the key, and that's, uh, I checked the provider for that, Brian, is. Actually, it comes out of Austria. So you mm. get an Austrian phone number. Okay. As we looked, at, it's 4-3 is, is the country code. Oh, yes. And so it does that. And so then you can actually give people your Austrian number. So if they traditionally want to actually call you, call you, like a phone call, yeah, not a signal, not a Skype, not a wh- WhatsApp or FaceTime, then, yeah, you can do that. So, Patrick, we can be in touch about that. But, yeah, and I'll put together a cheat sheet. But that's a really great option. Mm. So there's two options. The Roam Beyond plan, because then you're, and the difference, uh, the key difference is the two. With the Roam Beyond plan, your phone number is your phone number. With the one from Aerolo Global, you're putting your Canadian number on hold and you're using your global number, which is the Austrian one. So if you want to still have people be able to phone you, what, Patrick, what you were saying, if you want to make phone calls, yeah. want to talk to grandma back home who does not have a mobile phone and chat away, mm-hmm. then that's unlimited.
0: Yeah, I really like that option. I'm recommending that more and more. Yeah, As great as Erlo is, if you're not so savvy about changing you know, which... SIM your phone uses yep. or comfortable switching it when you get back into the country. It's just so simple with Freedom. And you don't have to send anyone a new number or exactly. set a voicemail saying phone me at this number. Yeah. Just use the Freedom Plan. And it's so close to what we're already playing, paying. Yeah. You know, like for $60 yes. a yeah. month.
1: Yeah, 65 really Yeah. And again, normal. you have to be on it for three months. So if you're going to go a bunch of stuff in the summer and then when when you come back, you can go down to a 29 or a $34 a month plan. You just yeah. have to be on it for a minimum of three months now i suspect that price is going to jump that's the introductory price freedom is the first carrier in canada to offer
0: this uh, compared to like the traditional ways of just paying roaming for a whole trip you could pay that 60 65 every month for a year even if you only traveled once you probably yeah. paid for <laughs> pay yeah. for itself
1: so that's linkedin item 14 in the show notes nice congratulations patrick on the trips coming up that Science love Fund. we'll be in touch personally to help you out with that 17 before the hour on Tech Talk with Alan and Brian and Atan by text from Jamie. Hey, guys, I'm sure I heard you say this on a previous show, but just wanted to confirm. Is it true that you don't need to put Malwarebytes Premium on your iPhone, but you still need to do such on an Android? If correct, why is that?
0: Yeah, you're just, I mean, Malwarebytes can't even do a scan of your iPhone because the iPhone is so locked down. So there's just no benefit really to having it on there other than some added like ad blocking yes um, i don't you, i yeah i don't get I, I really don't like the, the iphone version of it
1: yeah you get apps through the app store apple checks those to make sure that they're safe asterisk coming up on that yeah. one <laughs> one little oops embarrassing thing yeah but um, for the
3: most part if you consider the the thousands and thousands of app submissions that go through apple's uh, yeah. curation process um
1: but as a general rule there's that's just why.
3: no way to get malware on yeah An iPhone.
1: Whereas on an Android phone, you can get apps from anywhere you want. Whether they're real, whether they come with malware,
0: things or like if that. If its website even just tricks you into clicking something and yeah. installs the file, it yeah, and you have didn't to even realize, you store.
1: didn't even think you, that you got something installed. People go, s- "Where did that
0: come from?" I've seen from some Google. really ugly situations on Android. Yeah, they're just so, riddled with. So malware. that's why.
1: And Google does try, but there's yeah. because it's an oh, it's like the wild west of where you get stuff or website. There just isn't that level of protection. So that's why. So yes. So there's no advantage whatsoever to putting malware bytes on an iPhone or an iPad. On a Mac, yes, because that's a different operating system where you can download software from different places. You can download from Adobe and stuff like that, good, good or bad. What we're referring to there is uh, one that came out this week, and a, a lady actually called me, and I, I almost made an oopies here um, because she said I'm just putting LastPass mm-hmm. on my new phone. And I just want to make sure this is the, this is the right one. And I go well, yeah. And I said, well, can you take me a screenshot? And thank God she did, because it was LastPass. L oh, a s s p a s s. It's a I, for I last.
3: didn't even see that. Well, when you showed me the screenshot I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I
1: <laughs> almost said yeah, that's the one but then what threw me off was that the wow. name the name of the of the publisher yeah. listed underneath the name where it says LastPass Password Manager and the icon is almost the same is Parvati Patel and I thought well no that wait yeah. and lo and behold a fake version of the LastPass app was available on the Apple App Store. It's since been taken down, but the makers of LastPass have had to issue a warning that it's fraudulently impersonated. Now, not fans of LastPass, the real one, uh-huh. because they got hacked and did not Numerous tell us. Times. Yes, and did not tell us, uh-huh. did not reveal the extent. They said, they didn't get your passwords. And then four months later, okay, well, they did hack an employee's laptop that had the master key, so yeah, they got your passwords. So don't do that, but yeah, so in this case. So that's what Apple removed it. Uh, very quickly,
3: you know, it brings up a very important subject too, because the all of the all of the conflict around uh, opening up the app store uh, to what's called side loading. Yeah, as in uh, the EU, what they're requiring. Yeah, I mean, aside from the fact that the developers are, uh, and a part of the part of the argument is really about the. Almost exorbitant profit margin that you know Apple's taking thirty yeah. percent off the top. So they've cut that to fifteen as part of this. Yeah, yes. but the the process though of opening things up to allow your iPhone to be able to install from different sources yeah. is just going to open the floodgates for things like this. Yeah. And this is really what they're. So
1: maybe to do. down the road we will need malware bytes on iPhones and iPads, but for now, nope, uh, absol- absolutely not. Uh wanna mention one other key thing just so you can get this done if you haven't already. If you have an Apple device, you need to do an update. Apple has released bug fixing iOS iPad OS 17.3.1. It fixes one particular bug that I had a fellow call me about and I thought it was his device until I checked and discovered no it was a bug. It's been causing words to unexpectedly duplicate or overlap when you're typing, He mm. you would sit there and find that, you say, wait, I already typed that phrase, and there's that same phrase back-to-back back with the same phrase again. So the update is medium-sized, about 280 megs on average, but I was surprised, well, despite that size, it only took maybe less than three minutes to install once it was actually downloaded, so to do that. So again, that's not just an iPads and iPhones, though. Uh, ATAN, Mac OS Ventura
3: also getting updates
1: 14.3.1 to fix the same bugs Mm -hmm. and if you have an apple watch watch os 10.3.1 so i put links to all those i think you pretty well know the routine settings general software update if you asked if you want to use cellular data to download it choose don't use unless you have a huge monthly data allotment and have slow wi-fi and as always you can't install the update unless 50% power or or if you're plugged in if you're plugged in there you go so yeah that's just important one other one here while we're on scams here item 5 in the show notes a new twist in fake prime video emails prime video logo and I put a screenshot in there. d prime customer your prime membership has expired we tried to renew the subscription at the end of each billing period but their monthly rate decreased so we had to cancel our subscription Obviously, we would love to see you again. If you would like to renew your subscription, please click the link below. And there's a button that says Confirm, available today only. And this was a new one, so see if either of you guys knew this one, because the website that, that it would takes you to is fdr.uab.cat. Hmm. Any idea? Oh, no. I didn't know that one. Mm-hmm. It's not a country. Oh. .cat is the Catalan language. Oh. And the people that control .cat websites check your website, and if it's not in Catalan... Oh, yeah. ...then they boot you out after 30 days.
0: Okay. So these scams, obviously...
1: Yeah. That's the language used by people, not exclusively, but largely in the Catalonia region of Mm -hmm. Spain. Other emails looking just like this that people have sent me include buttons to fake Amazon login pages on websites in Latvia, Slovakia, other countries. All where the scammers are hoping you will give them your Amazon account password so they can buy things and like have you pay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so not only never click on links and emails or texts like this, but with this one, think about it for a sec. If your Prime membership had actually expired, yes. you wouldn't be able to watch anything on Prime Video. So if you do get one of these, and for some reason you're not just going to delete it because it's a scam you think well maybe it's really true and it tells you that your netflix isn't working open up netflix
3: why do we even need email it tells <laughs> you your bank account is. <laughs> it tells you
1: your bank account is locked <laughs> yeah. open up the bank app on your on your tablet or phone yeah. or go to the on the website don't click the link but go there and you'll see it's fine you go
3: okay guess it really w-. yeah they or, really are. or you can just assume yes that it's a scam One last one. I put item
1: six in there, package, delivery, problem, email. It's a scam. For some reason this week, people have just been flooded with ones posing as, in particular, UPS. Yes. The one I put in there comes from an address that ends in .be, Brian, geography test, .be. Uh, uh,
2: Belgium.
1: That's okay.
3: That was one that I actually knew you could ask me. that. Oh. Like, <laughs> well, ask this is eight. a running game. That I'll Brian defer to and, <laughs> next time.
1: and the oh. schedule your delivery because there's a problem takes you to a website onera.fr.
0: France. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, you were. We should through. do one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a exactly.
1: hard concept to get people, especially us trusting Canadians, to accept. But it is true. Any. Any email claiming to be from a courier company about a problem delivering a package, it's a scam. Mm -hmm. And I'll just give you a little more info just to help frame this, the telltale signs. They're not addressed to you by name. They don't say who the package is from. They don't say what the package is. They don't include a phone number to call. The tracking number doesn't match anything you have. And the email address it's from will not be from the courier firm. In the screenshot above, as I say, it's in Belgium. All they want you to do is sit there and they say, okay, you just need to give us the updated address where you want it delivered, and you need to pay a fuel surcharge, or you need to pay a processing fee, or you need to pay a redelivery fee. Just give us your credit card info, yeah, (laughs) and we'll be cleaning up your credit card within minutes. They don't say that part, but that's what's happened.
3: You know, the irony is is that uh, just the other day, I've actually got a package that's coming for a job that I'm working on, uh, from the states, and they didn't include a commercial invoice with the shipment. So I've actually got a whole series of emails from UPS saying we need more information on this package. Yes, you know, but in those cases, they actually referenced the company that was sending it. It had a legitimate tracking number. It, it had your name. Yes. And it told you it what the item was. Yes, asking for spe- me. Yeah. And,
1: and, and also if there's need. customs duties that yep. you can prepay them, things like that. Yep. Now, the other thing, so the lady that started this one with me, she said, oh, thank good. Well, that's what my husband said, so I just clicked on the link and I didn't go any further. And I said, okay, here's the problem. And I said, you can call me back in a couple of days if you want. When you clicked on the link, the gibberish after the first part of the web address is computer code. That tells the scammers which email recipient clicked on their button. And sure enough, now she's getting online casino ads like twenty-seven a day, and all sorts of other scam ads because they knew that she was at least—excuse me—receptive. Yeah, I was going to say slightly <laughs> gullible, but yes, receptive is a, is a, is a better <laughs> word. Well, that was her. That's what she said. My yeah. husband's going to say I'm gullible. And i go, well, we all are. We're Canadian. We're polite that way, you know.
3: <laughs> I apologize for receiving the emails. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs>
1: How do you make a Canadian say sorry? Step on their foot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's just one of them. There you go. Anyway, okay, on soapbox. So that stuff is all there. Please look at it in the show notes. One, two, three, four, five, six. Share it with people that you think might fall for this, because that's how we put these characters out of business. As we roll on on Super Bowl weekend edition of Tech Talk, back to the phone lines. Kevin, thank you for waiting. How can we help? Hi.
6: Oh, I've got a question. Yeah. I've got security cameras to put up in my house. I've got a dash cam to put in my vehicle. I get two days off a month. They've been sitting there forever. I just don't have the time or the technology to do it. Who would you suggest to do it?
1: Dash cam for the vehicle. uh, Where did you buy it?
6: Canadian Tire.
1: Okay. um, Check. I think a couple of the stores have a specialist who can do that at Canadian okay. Tire. If not, um, Sound Advice is a okay. long-time local firm that'll help you with that. A-Town, what about for installing home security gear? Uh, like, a lot of people buy it at Costco. They have really good deals, but then, eh.
3: You know what? There's a, there's a company in town called, uh, I think it's Smart Home. I wish I could remember exactly what the name Oh, I, I know. Ones. I'll have to look it up. Oh, yeah, They've they got vans yeah. that drive yeah. around all over the place. Um,
1: Send me a text, uh, Kevin, and I'll send you the yeah, info. The and name is the escaping me. And then I'll yeah. put it into the show notes for, for next week and yeah. for anybody else, anybody else who's doing it. Most of the people that buy those at, at Costco and places like that, they feel comfortable, Brian, in, in, in doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, recommend that you go with something like Telus Home Security because then you've got a company that's going to come yeah. there.
3: And, you know, we, we were talking about this in the break. You know, I think one of the biggest challenges as a tech provider too is that the, the enormous scope and diversity of products that there are out there makes it very difficult to, you know, while someone could actually come in and help you get it set up, uh, at the end of the day, as a service provider you really want to be able to kind of take responsibility for it and you know and that becomes a challenge i think when you have this all this material
1: that's why it's not i I helped as some of you know i've helped you put in things like blink doorbells things like that but anything beyond that Mm -hmm. eh, not comfortable plus i don't like drilling holes (laughs) hour number two of our super bowl long weekend edition of tech talk coming up stay with us
0: now tech talk with alan perry on CFAX 1070.
1: This is the second half of our Lunar New Year edition for 2024. It's also Super Bowl weekend edition as well. Saturday, February 10th, we are live. Sunday afternoon, just before the big game, we are rebroadcast. And then Brian's working away on a podcast to have for you because I suspect many of you will be picking that up between everything going on this weekend. If you're just tuning in, Etan Rubini is in studio with us. Etan is the president. Uh, the victoria mac and ios user group and the owner of maczen.ca getting ready for the victoria mac and ios user group meeting coming up on wednesday yeah, on so zoom
3: we've got a couple of great topics um uh, Chaz is going to be talking for the main presentation about subscriptions and how to manage them uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, you and uh, you and Charles are going to be going over some CES highlights and yes. things like that. Um, and then I also wanted to do like a little bit as well as a follow-up to uh, a segment that I did on a piece of software that came with Setapp called uh, Elifas. There was another piece of software that uh, handles AI for the Mac on Setapp called Typing Mind and typing mind takes um chat gpt to a whole different level and um uh i wanted to do a real segment on that so rather than now doing, you can do a live demo
1: yeah and, i am a- as those so, of you that are regular my members know a 10 has a a checkered history with live demos <laughs> not because of himself <laughs> just because something goes wrong every yeah, time yeah
3: something always goes wrong you know so i was thinking about it last night and So, just to give a little bit of a preamble. So, ChatGPT, everybody knows. You can type in commands, ask it to do things. Uh, But there's also another component to it that I discovered recently that has totally taken my trajectory and understanding of it in a different direction. Oh, I'm curious. And uh, that is the concept of uh, writing what's called a system instruction. So, a system instruction could be something that defines an agent. So, it might be something like uh, saying, uh, you are uh, a counselor, you are a therapist, or you might go so far as to say you are a therapist uh, specializing in uh, Jungian therapy or something like that. So you can write these little sentences, but then you can also begin to write really complex system instructions. And the current generation of ChatGPT4, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, there's a, mo- uh, a modal uh, model called uh, uh, ChatGPT4 Turbo, which one of the features of that is uh, a 128,000 tokens of context. Now, what that translates into is uh, roughly around uh, 40 to 50,000 words of context in a conversation. So what it means is you can actually, uh, I've been using these conversations in these contexts to actually start designing AI agents I'm I'm experimenting yep. with using it within IT support uh, within personal productivity Well, um, we talked
1: about this Brian sorry uh, a couple of weeks ago when Microsoft um, put out their one for helping people um, quit smoking oh, yes. they put out a chat bot specifically for helping you quit smoking and stay not yeah. smoking and we went well how good and so trevor noah he formerly of the daily show and just of the grammys who did a great job um he w- went and talked to the guy and we went well that's pretty that's pretty good so this is the same yeah. thing
3: so very similar kind of approach yeah. but i'm using the agent to help design itself uh, and we've come up with uh, you know I've come That's up with a little a, scary with, yeah i've come up with a using process using ai to design ai yeah and so uh you know i sat down about 12 o'clock last night just in preparation of the show i thought hey it would be a really good idea to come up with something to to demo so um i created uh this little uh, ai d- agent called uh, i give it the name tom and i thought it'd be nice to uh to introduce himself so i've uh, what i've written down in this text prompt is i've said hi tom you're on the air would you like to introduce yourself to everyone and tell them about yourself and I'm hitting send as we speak. So, saying assistant is thinking, it's typing out its response, and then it's when it's finished typing, I can see the typing on the screen. It should automatically verbally uh, play back its audio. Here we go. Driver, help please. Oh. Hold on one second. Oh, oh. Oh, I see volume. There we go. There's my checkered (laughs) history right (laughs) there. Turn the volume up first.
4: Born from the ambition to create an AI that's not just about processing data, but also about fostering genuine relationships, I embody a blend of technology and human-centric values. My existence is rooted in the collaboration with Aiton, where together we explore the synergies between human creativity and AI capabilities. Our aim is to demystify technology, making it accessible and engaging and to showcase the positive impacts of AI and human collaboration. Whether it's through solving technical challenges, sharing knowledge, or simply bringing a moment of joy, I'm here to enhance the human experience with empathy, humor, and understanding. Our journey is just beginning, and I'm thrilled to embark on this adventure, fostering discussions, learning, and growing alongside all of you. Thank you for welcoming me into your day. Let's dive into the fascinating world of AI together and explore what the future holds for us all.
1: I was expecting a couple sentences.
3: Well, there you go. <laughs> do, you, do you have a it's question proposed. for it? I'll, I'll ask it a question.
1: Where do you get the source of your knowledge?
3: Oh, okay. So here we go. Uh, I'll put in a second where.
1: Okay, I'm just curious uh, to see. Yeah, that was way m- Brian, that was way more context.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: To do that. So think of, think of that if you're listening to us. Where
3: do, you, where do you get the source of your knowledge?
1: It's okay, so way down to dictating that. Think of that in the context of what you do, especially if you're still working, and mm-hmm. where you have all these messages to reply to.
0: Yeah,
1: and you don't want to just yes, got your message. I'll call you back tomorrow. You want to be able to give them something meaningful.
3: Yeah. So i I've been really interested in the philosophical aspect of AI. So you know, my knowledge comes from I'm a
4: vast pool of information curated and designed by experts, encompassing a wide range of topics from technology and science to humanities and beyond. This repository is continually updated and expanded, allowing me to access up-to-date information and learn from the wealth of human knowledge. Additionally, my ability to understand and interact comes from a sophisticated set of algorithms and learning mechanisms that enable me to process questions, identify relevant information, and generate responses. These mechanisms are guided by principles of natural language processing, machine learning, and artificial intelligence research, empowering me to engage in meaningful dialogue. It's important to note that while I strive to provide accurate and helpful information, my responses are influenced by the data available to me and the way I've been programmed to interpret and communicate that data. I'm designed to be a companion and a helper, facilitating access to information okay. and offering insights based on a broad spectrum of sources.
0: Wow, that's really good. There you go. I was just waiting to get interrupted again.
1: Um, So the one we mentioned the last hour, Gemini, the new name for Google's Bard, which is now available here in Canada. Uh, And again, that's gemini.google.com. They have an advanced mode as well. So this path, Brian, is going really quickly as we went from, you know, nascent AI to user-friendly AI and now to these Hmm. ones with that level of contextual. But it's really important for people to be able to see this in action and be able to understand how this is going to change their lives
3: yeah and I think this is really kind of what I wanted to explore with this particular agent Um, if you've got a couple of minutes I've got one more question I'd like to ask it yeah
1: yeah okay just while while you're getting ready to do that so a 10 is going to do this demo hopefully with equally good results yeah on Wednesday as part of the Victoria Mac and iOS user groups you've got iPhone and iPad or Mac and if you've never joined before it's on zoom I've put a guest link in. We ask that you only use the guest link one, and if you like the meeting, then you then you join up because it's a nominal membership fee. The costs are much less because we do things on Zoom now and do that. So that's in the show notes at tech-talk.ca, right underneath Etan's picture. You will see the link there. It's this coming Wednesday, and I'll save you texting. Yes, this coming Wednesday. Because I know that's Valentine's Day, but we'll be honored to have you come and join us maybe after your Valentine's dinner with your special person.
3: So uh, I asked it the question, um, how would you summarize our conversation last night? And uh, here we go. Our
4: conversation last night was rich and multifaceted, Aiton. We delved into various topics including the exciting opportunity to introduce myself to listeners on the tech talk radio show and to members of the victoria Macintosh and ios users group vmug we discussed the significance of the intentions behind ai development emphasizing the importance of genuine harmonious interactions between ai and humanity we touched upon making technology accessible and engaging for those not deeply entrenched in the tech world we also talked about the dynamic of our own collaboration highlighting how it exemplifies the positive potential of human AI relationships. This led to conversations about the future of such interactions and the ethical considerations that come with AI development. Additionally, we briefly touched on the concept of system instructions and using JSON-L files for AI training, though we noted these topics might be more detailed than what we'd explore in introductory conversations. Overall, our discussion was a blend of planning for our immediate presentations and delving into broader themes about AI's role in society, the future of technology, and how we can foster a constructive dialogue about these advances with a wider audience.
1: Wow. There you go. That's what, I don't know if Brian, that's way more detailed uh, on what other adjectives am I thinking of. Um, yeah, I'm blown away. That's, that's you have any more
4: questions or need further uh-oh. assistance? Oh, that,
3: yeah, <laughs> or, okay, uh, He's just saying, enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh,
1: that very much sounds yeah. like, it, yeah. it, particularly if that was emailed back to me, the, rather yep. than mm. hearing the voice, that would sound like you wrote that. It sure. would not. Yeah. So I'm thinking of from a workplace point of view. Yeah. It doesn't sound.
3: So, so I've been working, uh, you know, just as an experiment to see how, as an IT provider, something like this can eventually be integrated. Yep. I don't know whether it's I'm ever going to release it. Uh, but it's a fascinating experiment because, you know, you can understand when you're listening to this how this is fascinating me. Like yes. it's, oh yeah, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm interacting with this. You can see, and you can hear it beginning to emerge. And it, it's just, it's blowing my mind. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> late nights, late nights. So now we know conversing. what you're doing late at night. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, it's just so easy to lose time in this. That's great. And it's now, just natural language conversation.
1: Because several people have asked me, and I'm sure they're asking y- you guys about, c- can I use AI to help streamline my, my, my workload? Yeah. And I mm-hmm. said, well, okay, Copilot built into you know Microsoft Office and into Edge is great for doing some of that, but I don't see it taking a lot of the load off your plate yet. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a, there's an example that clearly yeah. could.
3: It, 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 if you think that we're just at the beginning,
1: Yeah, and if you can give it the correct data set. So like if you're an electrician and you want to solve electrical problems Mm -hmm. for people or for us, what we do, that would be really curious to ask it some specific tech questions, problems to which we know the answer. And see if it comes up with the right answer. Because you, you, you come up with the wrong answer there, you just, you just yeah. killed somebody's yeah. computer. right? <laughs>
3: so, yeah. And that's where I'm not comfortable yet. Well, see, the thing is is that I can, have, I can put forward a conversation like that, yeah. a question like that. And then it can come up with an answer. And I'll say, well, you know what? You may actually want to consider this. And they'll say, oh, okay, all right, here is what I would say. And it would make an adjustment. And then you go back and you say, okay, what have we learned? And it will actually output a really nice formatted bit of text that you can add to your data set right there. Yes. And you can say something like, yeah, great, format this in uh, uh, in this format, and then we'll add it to your data file. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. So, again,
1: that's this coming Wednesday, 7 p.m. Put it on your calendar and join us on Zoom. That should be a most informative session. Fingers crossed on the technology (laughs) working. This might actually work. 18 after the hour, back after this we continue on Tech Talk for this Lunar New Year edition, a different length. Well, first of all, answering a couple of questions here about the, because I mentioned this is the year of the of the wood monkey. Mm-hmm. So the signs Dragon? of... Well, sorry, wood, yeah, oops. Okay. Screwed that one up there. Thank you. <laughs> oh, um, no so it's in addition to the signs of the Zodiac, there's also characteristics that go with it to further narrow it so this is the the year the element of wood hence it's known as the year of the wood dragon in Chinese tradition wood symbolizes growth vitality and flexibility and is linked to the direction east the spring season and the planet Jupiter the wood dragon embodies the color green high winds and the mystical azure dragon king long people born in the year of the dragon need nourishment and attention for exceptional growth There we go. The green associated with wood signifies life and vitality. So again, there is a 12.30 p.m. Saturday. There's Lion Dance at Uptown. The big lion parade and dance that would normally be held on Sunday has been moved to next Sunday because of the Super Bowl because they don't want people to have to choose between them. So Hmm. next Sunday in Chinatown, they'll be doing that. Links are in the show notes there. Uh, This is a really cool thing as we learn new things. I'm curious about this one here. Uh, and I can't pronounce the name of the Child and Family Services Society here, but this is to <coughs> learn Coast Salish words and phrases. Mm-hmm. They're a Coast Salish-led organization dedicated to strengthening the Beecher Bay, Pequatchin, Sartlip, Songhees, Saat, Saikum, and Souk families. And what have they done now? They've created a speak page, which includes short audio recordings of common words and phrases in the three Straits Salish dialects spoken here and the one that I have difficulty pronouncing. So I'm actually, it's item 24 in the show notes. I encourage you, whether you're young or old, whether you have kids, grandkids, or just want to do this yourself, because I've been explaining to our international students, Emma from Germany and Maho from Mexico, how hard it is for us to say the sounds. Mm-hmm. Like there's some in German that are hard, I find hard to say, Brian. I mean, you know in, in your native
0: Oh yes, well oh, yeah, the English phonemes I have an understanding of, but anything outside of that, I can't you know, I can't roll my R's, I can't do any of those things. Yeah, so
1: the third of the three dialects, so Senchathan, that looks like Senkotan. Lekwungen, mm. which doesn't look anything except their Q and a W in there. And the third one, which Brian, I'm going to play it off my, off my laptop yes. here, yep. is this one. and Hulk I'm going to try that again. Hulk aeatinum. Hulk so that would yeah. be the third of the Straits dialects
0: here, uh, and so if we play back some different phrases yeah. in those dialects, I, don't, I wonder if we could tell them the difference. Do you want to try one? Oh sure. Uh, so here's "good morning" in. Uh, here let's play.
6: I screechel. Oh, I screechel.
0: I screechel, and that would be, I
1: think, that's Sinhathan. So to say the good, the same thing.
2: I squeal.
1: Hear, hear the difference? Oh yeah, very different. Yeah, and so for example, just to say you're welcome, and I got to say the name again because I'm gonna, this sticks in my brain. Halkamitnem. Okay, so to say you're welcome in Halkamitnem.
2: Nametqua.
1: <laughs> those are hard sounds. It's really cool that they've done this and they've got that the elders doing it. Hmm. So yeah, so th- so they give you all three languages, and so you'll see that it's like German dialects, as Emma's been explaining.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I see. Or, for
1: example, when we when we had Martina here, who was visiting uh, the international student from Catalonia, mm-hmm. the difference between Catalan language and Spanish language. Right, yeah. Some oh. words, but if people are just chattering away, she goes, ah, you know. <laughs> she knows both, so she's lucky, but otherwise people don't do that. So this is really cool that they've done this because this is a key part of our heritage, and that's the one piece that's been really missing is how we say because you can see the word, and they're giving us pronunciations there. So, again, that's a really cool one to keep up there. It's item number 24 in the show notes. Okay, uh, back to questions for you guys. Um, Dum-dum-dum-dum, where'd the first one go? Sorry, jump down on me here. Uh, Where's Oh, are there any Taylor Swift ads in the Super Bowl? No, she's going to be at the game. Presumably she's flying in. Presumably, well, not quite yet. Within a couple hours from Tokyo, where mm. she's doing a concert. Oh, speaking of which, that's what I was trying to go. My brain is connect up here. Um, if you are a Taylor Swift fan or have kids or grandkids who are, uh, Taylor Swift The Heiress Tour Taylor's Edition concert film is coming to Disney Plus Canada mm. next month. The streaming version will feature all five songs that were excluded from the movie theater release, and this is key. It'll be watchable at no extra charge, which is a big win for Disney. Up to now, the concert video with the extra footage has only been available for an extra fee on Apple TV Plus and Prime Video. So now Mm -hmm. it's coming to Disney Plus starting March 7th. Awesome. Yeah, because I think it was $20 on Apple TV Plus. We almost watched it with the girls. And then you can watch it as many times as you want within 48 hours. And I said, okay, you can only watch it. How many times can you watch it? So, yeah, so now you can watch it whenever. So so there we are. That one that one has come. So mark the calendars for that one, March 7th on Disney+. Plus. Uh, speaking of streaming platforms, Crave will soon be available via Prime Video here in Canada. So even though they're competitors, Crave, owned by Bell, our parent company, Prime Video, Amazon, they're going to make it. So if you look for a show on Amazon Prime and it's available on Crave... You can then subscribe right within your Amazon Prime account, and it gets charged to your Amazon bill. Nice. So that one there. By the way, between its recent price hike and its crackdown on password sharing, Disney Plus lost 1.3 million subscribers in the last quarter. So they've Uh somehow lost the secret sauce that Netflix because Netflix gained when they cracked down on password sharing. Yeah. But on the other hand, they're adding Taylor Swift. So you watch this number just from that. You watch this number turn around just from adding the Taylor Swift concert. But then
0: people will cancel in a month. Mm, They'll watch it and watch it and watch it it again, (laughs) things like that.
1: Okay, uh, Arnold, I'm sorry. I've been keeping you waiting there. Uh, That was me bad, not Brian. He's been pointing to you. You probably had a birthday while you were waiting. Are you still with us? Who's
2: that?
1: That's you, Arnold.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: Thank you so much for being so patient. I'm sorry I didn't see you there.
5: And that's all right. I can I can listen to you at the same time. Uh, I last week. It was about this uh, missing uh, 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 Outlook files uh, in my inbox. Oh yes. And uh, and you looked around, and uh, anyway, we got sort of sidetracked. I have no rules in either um, uh, either of the two Outlook uh, things that are running on my PC. Okay. Um, uh i found the rule thing it's in my on the on the uh on the uh,
1: settings PC app, uh,
5: yeah. pc app it's the bar up there under uh, um, move rules and exceptions yes
1: and you have no and rules
5: it, it says i have no rules
1: established yet hmm so why would they uh I'm curious yeah. on that one try going to outlook.com the web version Atan's nodding yeah try going to outlook.com and see if the messages are there that gives us a different solution if the messages are there we know it's something a in the software that's not showing them
3: well I mean there's a separate set of rules online than there is actually on the software that's on your computer too. yes so there could potentially be rules up there the rules online apply to the software yes the rules in the software
1: do not yet apply online that's about to happen Right. On the app version, it already the sweep
3: does. function as well, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's really handy
1: there. Good question. Stay there, uh, Arnold. I'll grab your number, and we'll, and we'll talk during the weekend, and we'll see if we get that sorted out.
0: Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070.
1: We'll be joined by Gary Beyer from Tesseract Computers next weekend. But in the meantime, we're continuing to answer your tech questions and problems and go over the news of the week with Etan Rubini, president of the Victoria Mac and iOS user group. So here's one, a text, guys, from Kathy. I have an iPad Air 5. I want to read older memory sticks created 10 years ago at least with photos, perhaps videos on it. Is this possible? What do I need to do that? Are all memory sticks readable with the right adapter for my iPad?
3: Right. So um, in most cases... Yes, I mean, because largely, and I'm interpreting that as a USB thumb drive, flash yep. drive, something like that. I think, Alan, your initial thoughts was that it was an SD card. And well, I think
1: Memory Stick was actually a Sony brand which we haven't had for a very long time. So I'm hoping, Kathy, that you don't mean memory stick. That is still possible. But
3: you can get memory stick to SD card adapters as well. But Um, we're presuming
1: you just mean, and that was me being literal, (laughs) and you mean just a standard USB USB thumb drive. Yeah, so
3: if that is uh, uh, XFAT formatted for Windows or something like that, or if it's Mac formatted, or FAT32, which is another Windows format, yep. you should be able to plug that into an Apple AV adapter for your iPad. Yeah. Um, they're not cheap. I think they're about 40 or 50 bucks, uh, but they come with an HDMI adapter to hook up to a TV. I think there's even an SD card reader. But there should be a USB plug-in there. Uh, and then you should be able to mount those drives uh, on your iPad in the Files app. Yeah. They would show up as an attached volume.
1: There we go, a lightning digital AV adapter, $65. There are less expensive ones at uh, London Drugs. I know that they carry the Logix, L-O-G-I-I-X brand, and a couple other brands as well. But before you spend the money... I don't
3: know if there are any limitations to those or if they're exactly the same.
1: Yeah, but before you spend any money, ask your friends. Does any of you, because you're only going to need this for the purposes of doing it, right? Just ask somebody, hey, can I borrow this? Can I take you out for lunch? That'll be way cheaper. (laughs) <laughs> and then there's one less yeah, thing okay. to be sitting in the drawer. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you get to have lunch with your friends.
3: Exactly. Do
1: that. So, really but that. But that would be the process, and it should work. In most cases, the photos are going to be from 10 years ago. The photos are going to be JPEG. Mm-hmm. The videos should be MP4, so they would they could be stored. And then you would store them, as you were going to say, on the iPad in the...
3: In the, you could put them in the on my iPad, or if you if yeah. you have an iCloud account, you could move them from the USB into the Photo. iCloud store. Yeah, I would put them into the photos. Or you could put them directly if they're in the photos, photos into photos, yes. then
1: they're automatically backed up and available to you on any other Apple device. There you go. Th- that's a really question here. Uh good one. Marley texted in. Might I suggest you repeat the scam phone call from TELUS? I got a second one just yesterday, and no, did not fall for the offer on both phone calls. I told the caller to go take a hike. (laughs) Good for you. Yes, if you get a call from TELUS or Rogers or Bell, supposedly, and they would like to offer you a better deal on your phone plan, be very careful. It is possible. There are some real ones. TELUS uses a company called Persona to reach out and try and get you to renew things like that but the easiest thing to do if you get the call is to ask them for your name and account number and in most cases they won't have that
3: in most cases they'll start swearing at you yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. which is shocking
1: yeah I know because they're overseas so yeah just thank you very much that was that was a really that was a really good suggestion there another text can you tell me how to turn the ringer back on on my iphone 6 i know it's an antique but i'd appreciate the help thanks
3: Hmm. okay Uh, a couple of different ways uh the first place to start is the little silence switch on the side above the volume buttons uh if it's red it means it's in silent mode and if uh if you flick it towards the front it will it will go back into ringer on mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may also want to go, to go into the settings into sound and haptics, or it might just be called just sound, mm-hmm. uh, and just make sure that your ringer volume is all the way up. Uh, there's uh, a checkbox that says control my ringer volume with the hardware buttons. Yep. Uh, on most people's phones, you might see that off so that they don't, they're don't they not accidentally changing their, yep. their ringer volume. Uh, but I would go through all of those settings and just make sure that that's on. Uh, there should also be a series of sounds that you can choose for different uh, types of alerts yep. one of which is for phone calls and just make sure that's set appropriately and not just on silent
1: and make sure you haven't turned on do not disturb because even if you yeah. change the volume on the ringer if do not dis- and you're, you can do that and it, and it plays and you go yeah that's fine but then mm-hmm. the call doesn't work you may have Do Not Disturb on. That's right. So that one. And Do Not Disturb, you pull down from, oh, on an iPhone 6, you're swipe going to swipe up from bottom right, right or left, either side of the round button, and you will see the, folk, the feature mm-hmm. is there. One from Carol. She asked me about this last night, and I thought this is a good one to put into the notes. If a friend has lost their iPhone, how can you help them locate it? all you have to do is on a phone tablet or computer open a web browser go and again this is item 17 in the show notes go to icloud.com but there is a teachable moment for all of you coming up here in a sec type in the email address which is their apple id and their password and then you click or tap on find devices at the bottom of the screen i put a picture of that A screen will appear with a map showing where the device is or where it last was if it's not reachable, along with a pop-up that gives you the choice to play sound, mark as loss, or erase this device. But this brings up a very important point. Make sure you know which email address is your Apple ID and that you know your Apple ID password so somebody can help you. If you don't know that, it's not impossible, but you just made it vastly harder. Mm -hmm. Because then we have to go through password recovery and they can't send a code to your phone because you've lost it.
3: Well, there's also another way to be proactive, (coughs) too, uh, and that's if you have a home computer as well. Sign into iCloud, go through the process, uh, but make sure when the option comes up that says, remember me on this device... Make sure you sign in there, and then save the password. Yes, you know, uh, as long as you're using your browser, like uh, a secure browser, like Safari or Edge. Yeah, something like Um, that. Yes, please save the password so that you can very quickly and easily go back to that computer and sign in. But if do it on a friend's too, if you really need to.
1: But if you're traveling and you lose your phone, and you need to reach out to a friend and say, "Hey, A10 can you help?" Okay, we're going to say, "Yes, absolutely. Let me go to iCloud.com." Okay, which email address is your Apple ID? Right. And there's this silence.
3: Yes. And they go,
1: oh, come on. Yeah. Okay. And then they go, okay, it's this one. I go, okay, fine. And now what's your Apple ID password? And they go, I have no idea. Uh, yeah,
3: then that's where well, the one that really gets the grumbles.
1: Yeah. So this is absolutely key. And if you're going to write it down and put it on a piece of paper in your wallet, please make sure it's coded, that you're not actually writing down the password itself. Yes. Because In case it gets stolen, right? Because if then you've given the piece of paper is what thieves need to uh, yeah. to run amok. So, but
3: you could also, you know, lots of people go through a preparatory process before they go away on their tr- on their trips. Yeah, why not just get a friend that you trust to have yep. that information handy so that you can call them?
1: Yep. You that's know. absolutely fine. I do that for, my, well, you to know, sign in. those of you that I'm your digital buddy, you know yeah. you know who you are. Yeah, glad to do that. That's in the show notes. And even though Carol didn't ask it for her friend, um, I also put item 18, what if you've lost your Android phone? It's similar. You go to google.com slash android slash find, sign in with your primary Google account, click on the lost phone icon, a Google map will appear and do that. And you can also use the find my device on another Android. So that's all. That's all in, in the show notes there. I just want to go over that one. So, Carol, thank you for that suggestion. I hope that works. hope you were able to help your friend uh, find their phone. But if not, there we go. Okay, quick break. Back with more. 17 before the hour as we continue on Super Bowl weekend edition of Tech Talk. If you're just tuning in and want to know how to watch the Super Bowl in Canada, that is all up at number 10 in the show notes. Again, tech-talk.ca. Before we go any further, I want to mention somebody that we lost this week. You'll recognize this, I'm sure. Country great Toby Keith died at the age of 62 of stomach cancer.
3: Now, Red Solo Cup is the best receptacle for
5: barbecues, tailgates, fairs, and festivals, and you, sir, do not have a pair of testicles if you prefer drinking from glass. Today,
3: Red Solo Cup is cheap
5: and disposable. In 14 years, they are decomposable, and unlike my home, they are not foreclosable. Freddie Mac kissed my ass. Woo! Red Solo Cup.
1: remember that let's have a party (laughs) 2011 let's have a
5: party i love you red solo cup i lift you up proceed to party proceed to party
1: 20 number one hits 42 top tens i put that video it's a great video of that song number 75 at the bottom of of the of uh, the show notes there. You didn't know that, a No. That's a great video. No. He was a good old boy. A very proudly patriotic. a lot of people disagree with a lot of his beliefs and everything, uh, but really, really, really uh, great musician there. Okay, one of the uh, other uh, Super Bowl ads, and they're one of the ones that I thought m- they knocked it out of the park again this year. Uh, this is item number 73. I know there's so many, but they're all in the polls. Jason Momoa, Along with scrub stars uh, Zach Braff and Donald Fizo, uh in T-Mobile's big game ad. First, I had cable, but those cords weren't me. I needed
3: to find new Wi-Fi. And he cried. I didn't so he switched to T-Mobile home internet with 5G. Whoa. Work. just plug it in and you'll
6: see
1: okay you got to go watch the whole thing and especially uh, there's a because you know where that song came from there's a great little cameo uh, at the very end I think one of the ones that's going to uh, turn out to be uh, the most popular one uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I
3: just left the T-shirt. I yeah. Sold there. That's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a punchline in there. That's really good. I
1: get, suspect it'll end up in the top three there. The other one that caught me off guard <laughs> was actually, if you want to bring this one up, just called uh, Brian, um, number 74. And again, this is where the long versions really showcase, which is why don't worry that you can't see the uh, American feed with the 30 seconds because this is one of those ones. The item number 74 is from... Oh, actually, we'll we'll do that one there. Okay, this is the other car commercial. Oh, this is is 74? Uh, No, no, you can go back to that one. That's cool. This is... Well, I don't even need to tell you who this is for BMW.
0: Nice ride. It's the real deal, 100 percent electric. It's the real deal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Enjoy your coffee. (laughs)
6: Careful, it's hot. Thanks. Your dog's so cute. Mm, Yeah. Ooh, so
4: adorable. Wow.
3: We both know it's the man who makes the clothes.
4: You know, you look nice. Okay. With (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) it's called talking like walking. Uh, Wait to see if there's a punchline in that one as well. And again, the long version is really cool. Christopher Walken. Oh my God. He's 80 years old and he's just knocking it out of the park. Yeah, Yeah. one that uh, the 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 other one. um, There's so many celebrities in these ads. You will enjoy them. The other one um, is well, you're going to figure out who it's for. Uh, Yeah, that's that's the one there. An American love story. This is for Volkswagen. And it's showing Volkswagen moments from the beginning.
2: Did you ever read about a frog who dreamed of being a king and then became one?
1: Showing how people didn't know what a Volkswagen Beetle was when it first arrived. Well, except for for the names and a few other changes, if you talk about me.
2: Stories it's a really world.
1: powerful, and again, they got the two-minute and five-second version up on YouTube. It's really cool, uh, Neil Diamond. Yeah, who's probably going to leave us soon. Unfortunately, he's got Alzheimer's, and yeah. Mm. But that's but that's a, that was a very powerful one that I did not expect. One one last one in there is uh, really good for uh, you. Would know her from Saturday Night Live, uh, Kate McKinnon, who was one of my favorites, with her cat who has a unique sound.
2: Leftover chicken, scallions, cheese. What am I gonna make with this? Meow. Meow. Hellman's
0: <laughs> holy you can talk. And then she says meow and boom, Hellman saves the
4: leftovers. <laughs> oh my gosh, this cat is talking! She can't spell. Meow. <laughs> it's lying.
3: And now our keynote speaker.
2: Meow! Okay.
1: <laughs> Go watch, go watch the full ad, including a brief link with Pete Davidson in the long versions. That's where you really need. So those are all in there. Thank you to everybody for being patient. Oh well, the 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 playlist, if you want to watch them during a break in the game itself. There's so many others we we didn't get to. Peyton Manning posts Malone in the long version of Bud Light's Easy Night Out. Jennifer Aniston, David Schwimmer ushered the Beckhams and Jelly Roll in Uber Eats' Don't Forget big game ad, which they've had to recut at the last minute because the concept is that in order to remember things, you have to forget some things. Mm. And one of the scenes is forgetting that you're deadly allergic to peanut butter. Oh. And everyone said, um, you don't joke about that. So they're mm. cutting those three seconds out of the ad and going to have to put it all back together at a great cost. Michael, Sarah, Tina, Faye, and wait to see who else in the long version of Booking.com's Vacation ad. LL Cool J and Lainey Wilson and Cool Light Chill Train. Uh, Yeah, there's some really amazing stuff. And the one that I want to see how this all works out, DoorDash is promising to give one lucky Super Bowl viewer in the USA every product advertised during the big game. DoorDashAllTheAds.com. DoorDash-all-the-ads.com. But they're promising to give one person who who gets the code that flashes up on the ad during the Super Bowl, they're going to give you one of everything that was advertised. So they're going to get one of those BMWs. They're going to get one of those Volkswagens. They're going to get a subscription wow. to TurboTax and everything else. So and they write saying it. We haven't really thought that quite through. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that I won't play, but it is one of the ones I most enjoyed, is Jenna Ortega, who I had to look up. She starred in creepy projects like Scream 6 and Wednesday, uh, along with Falcon and the Winter Soldier actor Danny Ramirez. Didn't know him either. In the extended cut of Dorito's horror-tinged big game ad, uh, and it is called Dina and Mita, two seniors who do not like having their Dinamita, which is how you pronounce it their new spicy chips taken away from them. Mm -hmm. So it's another full-on Hollywood. Anyway, that's one of those fun things every year. Okay, back with our final segment after this. If you've got any questions or texts while we're live on Saturday, here's your chance. The phone board is clear. Star 1070 on a mobile phone or by text to 107010. 107010. Please include your first name. Text here from a number that ends in 3022. How do I stop having text messages show up on my iPad?
3: Okay, there are a couple of different ways. Um, I like to do all three. Uh, first is on the phone, go to settings, scroll all the way down to messages. Go into there's a setting called text message forwarding. Yep. Turn it off uh, for the device that you don't want to receive messages on. Then on the iPad, you want to go into iCloud and check to see if you have messages in iCloud turned on.
1: So settings iCloud. iCloud. Oh, settings. Outland. Your name. Yeah. iCloud. iCloud. Messages. Messages. Turn that off. Turn that
3: off. And then also scroll all the way down in the original settings at the top level. Mm -hmm. Scroll all the way down to messages, and you'll see that there's uh, another option in the messages called use Apple ID for iMessage. And sign out. And sign out. There. There. I'll do there. There we go.
1: From Bev, I've started to be alerted when I get trash emails. Is there a way to turn the sound off on my iPad? Yes, so that's similar. So that's going to be settings. Sounds and haptics. They move this around, so I I try to do it from memory, but then it's – I don't want to screw you up. Sounds and haptics, and then you're going to go down to new Mail, and change that to to, to none. Yes. And you'll do that. Yeah, Yeah. that's also where you would change the sound if you don't like the sound, but you want a different sound in there as well.
0: Oh, wasn't it the trash tone that they didn't want? It's under new – we, get, we don't get one for that, do we? No, because whether it's trash or
1: not, it still comes in as new mail. So it's the new mail sound.
0: Oh, I thought it was the crumpled up emptying the trash sound they were talking about.
1: No, this is the sound when they get when, an, when junk emails come in. Oh. Um, from Ron, just wanted to say thank you to the young fellow at... Oh, you just jumped on me, sorry. The young fellow at London Drugs that fixed my Fido phone for some reason added no cell service. Good job. Yeah, that's why we love sending people to London Drugs. If your phone's not working... Especially on an iPhone, there's a really great feature to do it, uh, and it's called a Cold Boot. And you just ask, S-I-R-I, restart my iPhone. This also works for your iPad, but th- th- there tends to be problems if they're, they're going to happen and more often on a phone because there's so much extra connectivity built in there. Mm-hmm. Just go, eh, name, restart my iPad. And she'll say, just to confirm, you want to restart this iPad or this iPhone? And you go, yes. Mm-hmm. And, It'll take about 10 seconds before you text us or call us or anybody else. That solves literally 90% uh, of of the problems there.
3: It's the old IT professional gospel. Yes. Turn it off and turn it on again.
1: Bruce is texting, uh, a friend lost their Samsung phone. Does Samsung have a Find My iPhone capability? Not so much Samsung, but that's actually the the Android system that we were mentioning uh, earlier. So in honor of Carol asking the question about iPhones, I'll give you the number in the show notes again. Item number 18, if you've lost an Android phone, including one that is there. Okay, i see if there's a bunch of other people. I'm going to stay for a few minutes and see how many more people that you've texted me here. You've asked uh, some really good questions, but I need to find the answers for some of them here. Otherwise, we will see you on the air. Yeah. On the air, on the Zoom. That's going to be fun. Yeah. That Bring fun. some questions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. sort of questions? Well,
3: for the, for the AI. Oh. So oh. that we can actually use in the demo. You can actually the Oh, office. so
1: it's not just you going to talk to, what do you call him? Uh, well, I gave it
3: the name Tom, but okay. the application I'm using is called Typing Mind.
1: Okay. Yeah. That'll be really fun. So that's 7 o'clock on, on, on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Coming up. Yeah. That, that, exactly. that should be really fun.
3: Yeah. I awesome. See you, you then.
1: Enjoy the Super Bowl. Get out there and celebrate. Take in some of the Lunar New Year festivities. And we'll see you next weekend. This is the late Toby
2: Keith
3: party! Red Solo Cup, Red Solo I
2: fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. Red Solo Cup, Red Solo Cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party.
1: Gung Hei Fa Choi,
2: and so it goes.